After World War II, from 1946 to 1964, a new breed was raised up. A strong clan of brilliant, fearless, invincible people. Ones who believed they could do anything. Who changed the very culture of the entire world. This clan is the tribe known as the Baby Boomers. But somehow life happened. The J.O.B., the family, the kids. For some, divorce, remarriage, more kids, moving, new jobs, layoffs. And then the very people whose motto was, never trust anyone over 30, suddenly passed that age and now are doubling. Many now with dim vision, lost hopes, and broken dreams are fearful that it's all over and the only thing that's left is regret. But out of the ashes was born Bobby the Boomer. His mission is to inspire belief, rekindle his clan's fire, to revive the hopes and dreams of his tribe so they will rise up once again to surpass their glory days and achieve even greater things now. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Nope! It's Bobby the Boomer! Bobby the Boomer! Hey! Bobby! Bobby boy! Yes, Grandpa? Go fix it the world! Here's Bobby. Well, hello, this is Bobby the Boomer, the Baby Boomer's Buddy, coming to you today for episode number 301. Can you believe that? I can't believe that, but I've just been keeping, keeping on. And it's a nice overcast Chattanooga day. We don't have any rain, no snow. I'm not sure what the temperature is because I don't have the mobile studio temperature gauge on. Just sitting in a Walmart parking lot getting ready to do a show for the beginning of the week as I watch a Walmart bag blow on by with the breeze. Got a little bit of wind, but that's okay, because I'm inside with the mobile studio door shut. So I hope you're doing okay wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this. And I hope if you'd like to subscribe to Bobby the Boomer that you would do that. And that way, every time a new episode comes out, you will be notified and you won't miss a single one, not even one. And if you want to rate me on iTunes, one five is how they do it. Five is the highest, one is the lowest. You give me what you think I deserve, and I'll be okay with that. If you want to listen to past episodes, just scroll down on the show notes in the listening platform that you're on now, or of your choice. Look at the title, it's pretty self-explanatory, like the last one was snow, and I talked about snow, and the last one before that, or the one before that last one was the weather, and I talked about the weather. Well, today, today's title of this episode, the 301, is Just Like Dad. Well, baby boomers, I know when you was a baby baby boomer coming up, you probably, the boy baby boomers, wanted to be just like their daddy, right? You wanted to be like dad, you wanted to walk like dad, talk like dad, be strong like dad, do the things your dad did. But sometimes, as we live in this life, sometimes uh, daddy doesn't do what daddies ought to do. And maybe you had a great dad, and if you did, like a Ozzie and Harriet dad or a Leave it to Beaver Ward Cleaver Dad, well, God bless you. I am very happy for you for that. For those of us that didn't know, this message is for you. Well, let's look at the good stuff first. I remember my daddy, he used to shave, and he had one of those blades. You turn the little dial on the bottom. Remember those baby boomers? And the thing flapped open, and you had a, a thin blade with edges on both sides, and you would close that down on that blade, and then you'd put your shaving cream on, and then you would scrape your face. <laughs> shave. Well, I'd watch my daddy do that from time to time when he was in shaving his face, and I thought, hmm, I want to be 
like Dad. So I would, uh, when no one was around, uh, well, especially Dad, I'd get his razor out and take the blade out. I was at least a little bit smart enough to take that out. I took the blade out. Usually he'd change them anyhow, but I'd take the blade out, make sure it wasn't in there, and I'd get my face all foamed up with his shaving cream, and then I would pretend like I was shaving just like Dad. Yeah, because I want to be like my daddy. And then a lot of other things he did. I know that when he was in his young uh, adulthood, he went into World War II to fight the good fight. He fought against the Germans and all the hordes of evil. And the great generation, he was in Patton's army, and he uh, drove tanks and half-tracks, and he also repaired them. He was a repairman as well. Well, I didn't want to be a repairman, but uh, my brother did follow after my daddy. He did go in. Instead of the army, he went in the Marines, and he tried to get into tanks. <laughs> but the thing about military contracts, they get that thin line on the bottom. No, no matter what they promise you, it's <laughs> a little thin, small print line that says, or needs of the service. Well, he ended up being the infantry. Instead of following my daddy in the army at this particular time, I went in the Marines to be like my big brother, because I wanted to be like him. But that didn't quite work out, so I thought, hey, let me try the army, because my daddy was in the army, and I want to be just like dad. Only, I didn't want to drive tanks, and I didn't want to be infantry, so I picked something else. I was a medic, so ooh, we're off on that one. Later on, uh, when things didn't go right there... <laughs> We're going to talk about what dreams go awry some other time. <laughs> but uh, they just, this is say it didn't work out. So I remember before my daddy passed, he would talk about, he used to talk about how his older brothers, his two older brothers that were his heroes, they went into the Navy and he wanted to go into the Navy too. And he dropped out of high school to go in the Navy like his big brothers, but he had glasses. And back in World War II, the Navy was the elite because they didn't have the Air Force just yet. They had the Army Air Corps, but the Navy was like the bestest back then. And so he tried to get in the Navy, but he had glasses, and so they wouldn't let him go in the Navy. So he talked about how he wished he could have gone in the Navy, and if he had gone in the Navy, maybe he would have retired. Stuff like that. You know, woulda, shoulda, couldas. Coulda, shoulda, wouldas. Something like that. Anyhow, so when he passed, I thought, hey, I want to be just like Dad, or at least live Dad's dream, because he wanted to live that. So since he wasn't around long enough and he didn't, can't, couldn't go back out there, I thought, let me do that. Let me be just like Dad. Well... I tried a lot of things just like Dad, and unfortunately, I would, uh, well, like I said, I would shave like Dad, and I brush my hair like Dad, and I would brush my teeth like Dad, and I would walk like Dad, I try to talk like Dad. Only some of the bad things, sadly, that uh, was included was I started smoking like Dad, and drinking like Dad, and being a bit less kind, I'll just say that, to my wife and children, just like Dad. And so... I thought, hey, uh, you know, even though we, there's that strong bond for some reason, there's a lot of studies going on for men that are in homes without a dad, that there's all sorts of psychological bonding problems, issues, all sorts of stuff. This world is in a mess, and we have a fatherless world, not just the United States, but all over the place. And uh, fellas, if you're out there and you got chitlins and you're not taking care of your children, and you're not supporting them, you're just going ahead and making them, hey, be responsible. Take care of your children. 
sow into their lives, make them have a legacy, something good, be a good example for them, and support your the mother of your children, whether it's your wife, your significant other, your ex-girlfriend, or just somebody you hooked up with. Be responsible for the children. They're the most innocent of all, so take care of them, would you? Just a little advice or suggestion or hope that you would do that. We could straighten out this world a little bit more, make it a little better place. So what did I do to make this world a little bit better place? I said to myself, I said, self, I saw that I was drinking way too much. My daddy had had kind of self-medicated his whole life and he got to a certain point in his life he was in his 50s early mid 50s and i guess he just had enough he couldn't control those demons and the issues that he was dealing with so he went ahead and ended his life and uh, i got to the point where i was drinking drinking way more than i should have been drinking i was drinking at work i was drinking at home i was drinking at night i was drinking 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 but you can redeem and you can repent and that's uh, that's going to be the bottom line in the end of this here episode so you don't get too fretted about how heavy and deep this is i know it's the beginning of the week if you're listening to this real time or whenever you're listening i know it's kind of heavy revy or a little bit more than you want to listen to because some of you it's maybe a little close to home like it is to me but i thought you know what i've dealt with it and i am still dealing with it i continue to forgive my father on a regular basis when things pop up i just want that gone i want to forgive him i want to love him the way i'm supposed to and i don't want to be as far as bad examples of bad things he might have done i don't want to be like that in that respect not my physical father no i don't so i thought well he did work hard he did a lot of good things so those good things are good to emulate but as far as the drinking i was talking about drinking 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 yeah i was drinking uh, a whole lot more let's just say a whole lot more wasn't even getting drunk anymore that's how bad it was i was just wasting money my mama used to tell my daddy you might as well just pour the beer down the toilet Fred. <laughs> it's not doing you no good you're just wasting money well for me i was just i was just drinking beer and i was drinking really cheap stuff it got to be where it wasn't quality it was quantity but uh, i decided you know what one time i might have told this story in the past but i'll just make a reader's digest version i realized i was heading down the same path with uh, trying to quiet my mind trying to quiet down those demons and things that were going on at night that i couldn't sleep and always always thinking you know you want to just rest so sometimes when we self-medicate that'll give us rest but it ain't good for you i can tell you that for personal experience so i'm going to give you a solution so we can have a dad example to follow yes we can and you can uh, get out of all that mess a whole lot easier and a whole lot better yes so what do we want to do who is the ultimate father example well i was say the father god the father of the lord jesus christ yes i would say he is the ultimate father because when i was doing my thing in the military got to the end of my rope i started i remember i had read the bible before when i was younger and then nobody had the answers i was looking for so i figured if uh, they didn't have the answers then uh, i'll go do my own thing until until and if i needed god i'd call on him and if i did things were going good i'd be okay well things got real bad and i needed him and he was just waiting on me like that good prodigal father you ever read about the prodigal son son told him son told his father it's in luke you can look it up on googly woogly or bible app but the prodigal son that's what it's called but really prodigal is a somebody who's very giving and generous or somebody who uh, spends their money unwisely it just is over exuberant and extravagant yeah anyhow but really the, the father he had a lot of money had two boys and he and uh, the one son the youngest son said i want my money i want my inheritance now which basically in that that culture was saying i wish you was dead but his daddy 
gave him the money. The boy went out and had a good time, sold his money, sold his life, and drunk and had parties. And then when he ran out of money, he ran out of friends. And now he's feeding the pigs, and he's wishing, you know what? My dad has a lot of servants, and he feeds them. So I want to go back and say, boy, did I mess up? I'll just be a servant, and I get fed. But when he got back, found out that his daddy was standing on the hill waiting for him. He probably waited for him a lot, looking for him to come home. Probably said a lot of prayers, hoping that the boy would get come to his senses, which the Bible says he finally did. Come to his senses and come home. Well, the boy, when he came home, the daddy ran to the son. Now, there's two stories to that. He ran to the son because in that culture, first of all, the town would have been ashamed, would have disowned the kid and the father and shamed him, and he they would have wanted to get a hold of him because he was hanging out with people that weren't of their culture, and let's just kill the boy because he sinned against his father. <laughs> so, the father, one story is father ran to him before the town's folks could get to him. The other story is father loved him so much and he was so happy to see his son, he ran to see his son. And before his son could have a big, long speech, I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version. You can read the whole account in the book of Luke. But before the son could give a whole big speech, the father just said, Hey, uh, get a robe, get some shoes, put a ring on his finger. Basically, all that in the culture was saying, I restore my son. And he was so happy because he said, my son, who was once dead, is now alive. Now his older brother who stayed with daddy for a long time, he was all upset because daddy was throwing a party that the son was gone. So the daddy said, hey, son, you know, you've been with me the whole time, but you never asked me. If you had asked me, I would have given it to you. So that daddy was an example in the Bible of our Heavenly Father. He wants to give us good gifts. He loves us so much that even when we go out and eat with the pigs, or actually he didn't get to eat even didn't even get to eat the pig's food. He was slopping the pigs and feeding the pigs. Even when you're living with the pigs and acting like a fool and making a lot of mistakes and God knows I sure was there. Father God is just waiting. He's waiting and watching. Just like he did with me. He was waiting and watching when I got to the end of myself and I said, Lord, I am looking for you, but I don't know where you're at. And he was waiting for me. It's kind of like if you think if you think you're far away from God, you got to ask yourself, who moved? Because God doesn't run away from us we run away from god so father god is up in heaven just looking down waiting for us to come back like that story and that's why jesus told that story to give us an example of how much god the father loves us and how much he wants us to come home and be in his family yes and how much he loves us and how much he wants to give us and restore us and redeem us yes so if you're a young man or an old man and you've run from your physical daddy or you've run from your spiritual daddy just remember that father in heaven is just waiting for you to come home all you got to do is say I want to come home. <laughs> There's a little more to it, but I'm not going to get into that. Now I'm just talking about a way that you can get it. It's a personal relationship between you and Father God. So you just talk to him like you would talk to your own daddy. And he will listen. If you want to answer from him, that's when you study the Word. You study the Word and see what is said about the Father. Jesus talked a lot about the Father. He came to the earth to reveal the Father. So you can look in those passages and find out. Because I know I'm a supposed to be perfect. And the way I thought my daddy was supposed to be, well, he didn't. None of us humans live up to perfection, do we? But Father God is the God of perfection. He is perfect. When we say we love God, that's because he loved us first because a famous passage is God is love. Now, some of you might not think that you might have got taught by other men that God was a God waiting to get you and destroy you and 
cops watch you and whatever. But I would ask you if you felt that way, if you've been hurt by people, don't get mad at God on account of people that misrepresented him. Please give him another try because there's a lot of things you can do and uh, there's a lot of help the Father wants to give you, him and Jesus. Jesus came all the way down here and lived in the insane asylum with all the sick folks and he came to heal us and he came to save us and bring us back to daddy. So we got a helper, our brother and our king and our Lord come down to help show us and point us to the Father. So there's a lot of changes that you can make. There's a lot of good things that can happen to you. And that is my story for today that uh, some of us sometimes want to be just like dad. Well, I try to be like my physical daddy and that's just a proclivity that we have as human beings. But now I'm trying to be like my father in heaven. And that is a story for me, a story of redemption, how the Lord saved me, picked me up and helped me out a whole bunch. I hope you will consider that if you're having problems. And if you're not a baby boomer boy or guy and you are a young lady, old lady, old woman, I don't want to say old lady, if you're a woman and you want to have daddy's love, well, he's waiting on you too. He loves you like no one else can. And he's waiting for you too. All you got to do is call. All you got to do is call and he'll be there. Yes, he will. You got a friend. Okay, so that's what I got for you today. I hope you got something out of that, and I hope you will come back for the next Bobby the Boomer episode. And until then, this is Bobby the Boomer saying to you goodbye, and God bless.